This is Boundless, and I'm Ed Blonsky. Everyone has a need, and I'm glad to share with you the one thing that can meet every single need. It is the love of Jesus Christ. On today's show, you'll hear a message of love and hope, the very same love and hope that will meet all needs. The messages on Boundless have recently been given at St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Woods, Illinois. And if you happen to be in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit at www.stmatts.net. That's www.stmatts.net. Now, here's today's message. Thanks for listening. This message series called Born Again is based on the readings for the past couple of weeks now from First Peter. Peter, the brash one who makes the bold confession when no one else would, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, but also Peter, the arrogant one who thinks he knows better than Jesus how to save the world when Jesus says the son of man will be crucified and on the third day rise and Peter tells him, no, that will never happen to you. Peter, the disciple, who denies even knowing who Jesus is while the religious leaders in Jerusalem are preparing to get rid of Jesus once and for all. And Peter, the one who Jesus calls, not once, not twice, but three times to feed my lambs, feed my sheep. Peter knows like no other person what it's like to be in the depths of despair, of failure, and be on the heights of delight of the forgiveness of sins from Jesus himself. And so for the past month or so, I've been taking us through these, these readings of 1 Peter, the first letter of Peter. And we have explored what, has, what I mean by living the born-again life. He actually uses that phrase twice in the first chapter. Born again through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so I think it's awesome that we get to celebrate Jesus, not just for the resurrection of Jesus, not just for one day out of the year, but for seven full weeks we get to joyfully exclaim, Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. What a great gift to live in this resurrection, born-again life. Peter shows us that by being born again, we have been given the power of God, the Holy Spirit, to live a different kind of life, a life that is so little lived in today's culture, a life lived through the love of God to love other people in a world full of hate, a life lived through the love of God to bring peace to the world in a world that sees so little peace. The people of this world, the men and women in our neighborhoods, even in our own families, need this love of God. And we can give it to them by living a born-again life. What a precious gift we can give to them. Wouldn't you agree? And this is a gift-giving time of year. Sure, there's Christmas time, and we all know that is a great gift-giving season. But now we're in the season of Mother's Day, Confirmation Day and Graduation Days. And hopefully I didn't remind you in the Feeding of the Lambs that it was Mother's Day today. Living a born-again life, though, reminded me of a story about a gift, a graduation gift. A young man was getting ready to graduate from college. And since a very early age, it was just him and his mother. 
and she made sure that he would never want for anything. She had inherited a vast sum of money and wealth and was able to provide for her son, provide for him, send him to the best of schools, and he would never have to want for anything. But she was also a loving mother that made sure that through her actions as well as through her words that she would tell her son how much she loved him. In the months leading up to graduation, then, his mother urged him, I want you to think about a gift that I can give you for graduating. And for many months, he admired a beautiful sports car in a dealer's showroom. And knowing her mother could well afford it, that's what he told her that he wanted. And as gradua graduation day approached, the young man awaited signs that his mother had purchased the car for him. And finally, on the day that he was to graduate, his mother called him into her private study and told him how proud she was to have such a fine young son and how much she loved him. And then she handed him a beautifully wrapped gift box. Curious, the young man opened the box, found in it a lovely leather-bound Bible with his name embossed on it in gold. He was angry raised his voice. He said, with all of your money, you give me a Bible rather than the sports car I wanted? And he stormed out of the house and left the Bible behind. Many years passed. The young man was very successful in the business that he went into. He had a beautiful home, a wonderful family. Never even sent a Mother's Day card back home through all those years. And as another Mother's Day approached, and with his own children getting ready to leave the nest, and start their own lives, he realized that now his mother was very old and he decided he should try perhaps to go see her. He had not seen her since that fateful graduation day. However, before he could make the arrangements to go back home, he received a phone call from a funeral home director and telling him his mother had passed away and that she had willed all her possessions to him and he told her that he needed to come home and make all the arrangements. And when the son arrived at his mother's house, sadness and regret filled his heart. He began to see, search through his mother's important documents, and he saw, finally, the Bible that, he had, that she had given him for graduation. He looked just as new as the day that she had tried to give it to him so many years before. And with tears in his eyes, he opened the Bible. He began to turn through the pages. He finally got to a place that had an underline in it, Matthew 7:11 which reads, if you then who are evil know how to give good, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to you, to those who ask him? As the son read those words then, a car key fell out of the back of the Bible and a tag on it with the car dealer's name, the same dealer of the sports car that he had wanted so badly for graduation. And on the tag written in his mother's handwriting was the words paid in full. Many times, during our lifetime, we miss God's blessings because we do not accept or use the gifts because they didn't come to us the way we wanted them to. Living the born-again life is to proclaim to others the precious gift of God's salvation. And salvation is the most incredible of gifts in the history of gifts that the creator of the universe, the one true God that sustains all of this universe in his providential care, 
deems to stoop down into our lives to become one of us, to save us from our sins through his life, a gift given in the most simplest of ways, applying water with special words in an act that we call holy baptism. And this act, or what the church calls a rite of holy baptism, it shows us in a unique way that all the gifts given in baptism are actually from God himself. The faith that is given to us is through water that God creates. The faith is in the water with the word of God. The forgiveness of sins is from God. It comes through the water and the word. And the gift of salvation is from God and God alone. I hope you're enjoying today's message on Boundless from St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Woods. For more, you can go to our website, www.stmats.net. That's www.stmatts.net. You can support our ministry and access more online content of Boundless Hope. And if you have a child and you're looking for a preschool, consider the St. Matthew Early Childhood Center. We are a Jesus-filled school for three-year-olds, four-year-olds, and kindergarten-aged children. We are the first preschool in Illinois to receive National Lutheran Schools accreditation. Go to our website to find more about our Early Childhood Center and to enroll your little one today. Now, back to today's message. God is the one who saves. But who is it that God saves? God saves those who need saving, men and women who are lost and condemned creatures, lost because of original sin, brought into the creation by Adam and Eve, our first parents, condemned because of the actual sins that we commit, that separate us from God, that shows that we reject God and his holiness, lost and condemned creatures, but not rejected by God himself. God chooses to stoop down into our lives and save us sinners. Now, who are sinners? Simply put, they are young and old alike. Baptism is not just for grown-ups. Baptism is for infants and children as well. Here's how Lutherans have been taught this for many, many years. Why should babies also be baptized? Babies are included in the words all nations in Matthew 28. Peter references that this promise is for you and your children in Acts chapter 2. They are also given the gift of the Holy Spirit, the forgiveness of sins. Babies are sinful and need what baptism promises, the, the forgiveness of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is able to work faith in babies. Now, we have this in our catechism, in Luther's small catechism, but I also have some Bible passages to back this up. These are the passages that the catechism is based on. Psalm 22, 9 and 10, where the psalmist writes that you, God, are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust in you at my mother's breasts. On you was I cast from birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. In another psalm, Psalm 71, for you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, from my youth. Upon you I have leaned from before my birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. And Jesus says in Matthew 18, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, a millstone should be hung around his neck and thrown into the depths of the sea. And Matthew 21, where Jesus quotes the psalmist and says, out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies, you have prepared praise. And in Luke 1, John the Baptist, as an unborn baby in his mother Elizabeth's womb, is filled with the Holy Spirit and recognizes the presence of Jesus, who also is unborn in Mary's womb. Yes, infants and children need what baptism 
brings and children and infants can also have that gift of faith and the forgiveness of our sins. But baptism also is for adults. It's a gift for us grown-ups as well. The one-time event of the sacrament of baptism gives us a lifetime of power to be contrite and repent of actual sins. Sins such as the sins of selfishness that we are expecting and demanding things be done our way even at the expense of others. Sins such as surrender, surrendering to the passions of the flesh through pornography or through giving up on marriage or turning your back on your children. Sins of sloth, knowing that you have something to do. It could be chores or homework or a work project and yet you put it off by binging Netflix or scrolling through TikTok videos. The sins of stinginess, where we desire and covet more and more wealth, possessions, and power, often at the expense, expense of those we love, our families, our children, our friends, even the church and God. We all sin, young and old alike. We are all in need, in desperate need of being saved. Thankfully, that's exactly what Jesus Christ came to do 2,000 years ago. We are saved through the gospel which, as the Holy Scriptures teach, is that a person is saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, who was born to be our substitute, lived perfectly to be our righteousness by faith, died on the cross to forgive all our sins, rose from the dead so that we too will rise from the grave one day and ascended into heaven with the promise that he will come back and take us to be with him in heaven forever. And the sacrament of holy baptism gives us this precious gift of salvation in the gospel. And it shows us clearly that this is a free gift. We do nothing to earn this salvation. All we do is receive it from the gracious and loving hand of God. But we do have to receive it. It's not a gift that is ever forced on us, because that's not how love works, after all. It may sound too good to be true, but it truly is a gift without strings attached. There are no hidden fees, no surprise taxes. And it's 100% guaranteed. It will be that which saves us and brings us into heaven, the salvation through the gospel. We won't get to heaven and all of a sudden find out that salvation through the gospel actually wasn't enough. Sounds like a pretty neat gift, doesn't it? So why do so many reject this gift and refuse to accept it? Some refuse to accept it simply because it sounds too good to be true. There are no guarantees in life, they say. And that's true. There are no guarantees in life like this guarantee of this gift of God. One of my favorite authors uses the phrase or the, the acronym TANSTAFFEL. There ain't no such thing as a free lunch. And that's exactly true. In this world, there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. There are always hidden or implicit costs to everything that we have or have been given. But some people think that when they hear of the free gift of Christ, that that also is true. And it is not. This truly is a free gift from God with no cost to us. Because I said earlier, it is, this isn't the case with God's salvation, but I realize that it actually is not exactly true. There, there actually is cost to the gift of salvation. A twofold cost. Now, there's no price that we can pay to earn this salvation, but God, Christ does pay the price for it with his death on the cross. He dies in our place, for the wages of sin is death, and Jesus pays that price with his life.
and death. But the cost to us is this. It is our sin opportunities. Here's what I mean. God accepts the sacrifice of Christ on our behalf. In baptism, we are given the Holy Spirit, who creates in us the faith to accept this forgiveness of our sins, won by Christ on the cross. But now we give up our opportunities to sin. We reject sin, we reject the devil and all his works and all his ways. That's the cost of salvation. Jesus pays the price and we reject sin and reject to live a sin-filled life. Now I know, yes, we do continue to sin. We all know that that is true. Even St. Paul said, I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing in Romans seven nineteen. So what hope really is there for us? If Paul, the super apostle, could not get away from sin, as he writes, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Jesus still gives us that free gift of forgiveness. The awesomeness of this gift of salvation that is, is that it frees us from death and sin and continues to give us the forgiveness of our sins even when we fall back into sin. By the power of the born-again life, I am admonishing you now, do not reject this gift. Live it. Live the born-again life and hang on to it with both hands. It is the gift of salvation that Peter makes this appeal, this baptismal appeal in this born-again series. Use the gift. Not like that Bible given to that graduate by his loving mother so long ago until it was too late for him to thank his mother properly. The Bible... The gift of salvation, baptism, these are all gifts given to us where we right now have the opportunity to thank God for them and to tell other people about them. That is where true joy is found in this gift of God, in opening it, in using it, and in living the born-again life. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message on Boundless. I hope that today's message brought you the love and hope that will meet your need. I'm the pastor at St. Matthew Lutheran in Hawthorne Woods, Illinois. And at St. Matthew, we see that there is boundless need all around us that can be met with the boundless love of Jesus so we can all live with boundless hope. For more, go to our website, www.stmats.net. That's www.stmatts.net. There you will find more content and resources that will give you the boundless love of Jesus. If you are in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit. In the meantime, find us on Instagram at St. Matthew Hawthorne Woods. There is no E in Hawthorne, by the way. And we're also on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks for listening to Boundless. Remember, the answer to all need is Jesus, who is love and brings hope.